Good morning. My name is Daniel Morris, Senior Investment Strategist with BNP Paribas Investment Partners, and welcome to this week's edition of Market Breakfast. Uh, of course, on the menu for today are the French elections, results of the second round. Uh, we'll talk about that, but there are other things that we also need to address in our brief time together. So first, I'm sure you're all well aware of the results so far. Markets probably uh, pleasantly surprised by the margin of victory uh, for Emmanuel Macron, at the same time uh, conscious of the fact that the level of participation was low uh, and therefore looking to the results of the National Assembly elections next month to have a better sense of what the likelihood is of uh, now President-elect Emmanuel Macron to pass and implement the policies that he had proposed. Uh, it certainly will depend upon whether his en marche party is able to get a majority or whether they need to work along with the Republican Party uh, that Francois Fillon had led. Uh, and also it's worth keeping in mind, however, that that party uh, is on the more conservative end of the economic spectrum, so potentially the policies that do get passed uh, would include those that are more focused on market reform uh, pension reform and so on than perhaps some of the initial proposals that uh, Macron had come up with. But that's what we have to wait and see. If we look at how the markets have reacted, uh, generally speaking, fairly modest. A lot of this did seem to have been priced into the markets by the rumor, sell the fact, as they say. Uh, bond spreads for French government bonds, OATs, uh, fairly flat, though still above where they were, say, in October before the market started paying attention to the French elections. Uh, so a little bit of risk premium still there, reflecting what we have coming up ahead in terms of the parliamentary elections. And also importantly, uh, you do also still see a premium in Italian bond spreads uh, around 35 or so higher than they were in October, reflecting the risk premium there because we know we do have elections coming up in Italy at some point between now and May 2018. So if the elections are not brought forward, uh, the markets, or at least investors, probably do have a period of time where they can focus less on political risk in Europe. Uh, the German elections coming up are probably not going to be a particularly significant event for the EU or the Eurozone. It really is Italy, and it's just a question of whether or not uh, the government continues in place until May or whether or not we see something sooner. But for the time being, it does seem relatively calm. If we look beyond Europe, I think the interesting data that it's worth uh, discussing actually goes back to the U.S. I just wanted to highlight a couple things that came out of the first quarter GDP data for the U.S. that on one hand seemed quite uh, concerning and worrying given that the growth rate was only not 0.7%, well below what we had seen in 2016 and certainly well below what we expect to see in 2017. Forecasts are still around 2.3% for growth for 2017. The two figures that left out in the breakdown for GDP were the consumer demand figure, which grew at only not 0.2%, very far below historical averages. Uh, on the other hand, business investment went up by 1.1%, which is quite a bit stronger than we had seen historically. But unfortunately, both those numbers need to be caveated. So first with the consumer demand figure, again, not 0.2%. Um, in 2016, growth rates from consumer demand have been 2.1%. So a pretty dramatic drop in consumer demand, probably due to idiosyncratic one-off factors. Uh, and even though the number was low, we don't think it will persist. We expect consumer demand to rebound in the second quarter and to stay pretty steady through the rest of the year. So that's why we think forecasts of 2%, at least 2% growth in the U.S. for 2017 seem reasonable. So that's the good news on consumer demand. There's slightly less good news on the business investment front. 
So yes, business investment did grow by or contribute 1.1% to GDP growth for the quarter. However, the vast majority of that was investment in the energy sector, so that's good, but investment in the other non-energy sectors in the U.S. Uh, was actually still quite weak, pretty much at the weak pace we've had over the last couple of years. So we still have that question about the disconnect between soft data, survey data, showing a rebound in consumer sentiment in terms of business confidence, uh, but on the other hand, not seeing that improvement in sentiment showing up in the real numbers. So we want to wait and see the business optimism showing up in business investment and also seeing consumer optimism showing up in consumer spending, which is also a bit weak. But nonetheless, uh, I think the outlook for the short term is relatively benign, receding political risk, uh, still good economic numbers out of the U.S. and out of Europe. So I think we can at least take a slight breather uh, until the next surprise comes along. So that's it from me for this week. Thank you very much for tuning in to Market Breakfast, and we look forward to talking to you next week. Goodbye. This podcast presentation is not intended as investment advice or an offer of products or services by BMP Paribas Investment Partners or any affiliate. The information and analysis in this presentation is only current as of the publication date.